podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Um, okay, so to open it up a little bit then and talk about the season as a whole and what's coming up, um, are we all pretty positive, upbeat? Floody's not in the room, so we're generally okay in terms of that kind of positivity levels. Uh, or are there still some concerns based on, 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 on what, we've, the, what we've done and what we've yet to do? Uh, what's the overall mood, Phil, for you going into the season? Uh, you know, and if you want to extrapolate out from that a little bit and say what's acceptable as a finish and that type of thing. I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a massively bipolar on this season as opposed to just in general. <laughs> Yeah. Don't, don't pigeonhole it there. Mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Let it out. I, I, I'm quad polar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving violently back from massive posit- positivity to massive negativity. It's, it's, it's uh, I don't know, and I suppose it's just that feeling of not knowing because of the lack of Suarez. What can we actually achieve? Um, how good is this team? with the players that we have at the moment and that's without getting into signings and the whole lot just if if if, if Moreno was la- our last signing let's say and that, that addresses our left back where are we as a squad where are we as a go- in terms of go- replacing the goals that we, we've lost and have we stopped will we stop enough goals to cover a, 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 an actual loss of goals which mm. we will do so at the moment I'm falling on positivity because the go- the guy the, you, ca- you have to be positive the week of the season starting right I'll, I'll get really nervous again comes Saturday morning Sunday morning before the game kicks off but I think we are in a reasonably good space as good as as can be without making that last attacking signing yeah um, and we should have enough to definitely be in the mix for top three top four come the end of the season and I, and I don't mean that in a, in a disrespectful way I just think you know it's, it's going to be a big ask for us to challenge for the title losing Suarez but it's, a, it's, it's, mm. it's imperative that we 
are in there challenging and that are, it's imperative that our goal remains winning the league because if we go to win the league we've a better chance of finishing second, third or fourth than if our aim is top three or top four. Yeah, I, I think what you said there, like you're talking about Chelsea and City probably as the two main contenders and even Arsenal. None of them have weakened their team. They've mm. all strengthened it. We've weakened our team. Regardless of what way we look at it, we can pretend... You know, whatever. this is the first eleven argument. First again. eleven, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the team rather than the squad. Mm-hmm. And our first eleven has been weakened. Chelsea, Arsenal, and Cities has been strengthened, and that that makes it far more difficult. Like you look at the key signings that Chelsea they had to play Aspilicueta on the left side of, of defence a chunk of last season, so they went out and signed a pretty top notch left back. They've signed Fabregas to replace Lampard and Diego Costa to replace all of their forwards from last season. <laughs> <And> all of them. <laughs> and they signed Drogba and he's out for six and months. And it's fucking... Is it six? Yeah. yeah, well, I didn't say how long he was out for, but I knew he injured himself. No, I don't think that's true. I but think I think they're absolutely and excellent signings. It's exactly how I wanted Liverpool to do their business. Mm. Identify three or four positions that needed to be filled, fill them early, and just sit back and fucking chill out. And, and if anything else them. comes up, then you can nip in again. Yeah, they're talking absolutely. about signing Benatia as well. Which yeah, they might they might nip in and spend a, just a little chump change, thirty million on somebody if they need to. But mm. you know they've just done Mangala now. They've or sorry, that's City. Um, I, I was going to move on to City there. City have done Mangala. They've got um, Regis. Regis. Um, and who's the? Did they signed Caballero. The Willie Caballero, the keeper, the keeper. Absolutely, because they didn't. Who's starting? I think. Yeah, absolutely. You may do, but this is again. I don't think we've addressed. We've let Reina go to Bayern Munich. We we have. We're going into a season again with Brad Jones as our number two. I think that's a an absolute catastrophe. To be honest with you, I don't rate him as a keeper whatsoever. He's done nothing in pre-season to make me feel like he's improved in any way. Mm. And if we're looking at all our other players that we're going to have 50 games this season, who's to say that Mig won't pick but, up an injury just, and all just, of a sudden we're relying on him? But par- I, I know, and I think we probably all agree around the argument around that our first team isn't as strong when you take Suarez mm. out of it. And you're not going to do it by buying one player because you'd have to buy Suarez back to do that or buy one of Ronaldo, you know, Messi, somebody like of, of that ilk, someone at that level. But like Steve, you have to think, you have to say to yourself that overall, the squad that we now have should be good enough to, you know, to be in a shout for. You, you want to be going into March, April, still within touch of, you know, the, the league, to, you know, for second place again. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm just saying that from from the point of view of where we're at as a squad, I think, or as a, as a team, you know, Brennan. I suppose maybe he didn't change the the first eleven that much last season for two reasons. He didn't need to because we were lucky-ish with injuries. And he had no number choice. two, he had no options. Yeah, but so. look, you've been quite definitive there, saying that this <coughs> first team is weakened right now. Look, you lose Suarez, you're weaker. Granted, mm-hmm. but if Lovren works out, that's one area of the team that's improved immediately. Agreed. Uh, if Emery Chan works out. That's one area of the team that's improved immediately. If one of our uh, forward players steps up, mm-hmm. or we have Benny doing a job, we're better. Uh, we are to an and extent, we are, but, we're, but you're we're, talking about three to four variables but, but, rather but, than one. But Steve, we're playing our football still. We're, we've still got this philosophy. We've still got, okay, we don't have that sharp cutting edge of Suarez, but who's to say other people won't step forward and score the goals? We play our football. No, absolutely. And there's no guarantee that the big signings that the other clubs have made are going to be successful. Mm. Costa could be a failure. I don't think he will be. Lots of people do think he will be. Um, you know what I mean? You may have it whereby Mangala is a complete fucking disaster. You mm. know what I mean? And, and City probably do want to tighten up a little bit. You know, with Arsenal, Sanchez may not. That's my biggest regret. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I would, if we had got Sanchez as part of the deal, not signed Markovic, and had done all our other business, I would be 
sitting here over the moon just saying we need a left back and that's it I'm happy yeah, we pa- need a left back and pa- I'm happy Paul do you, t- do you tend to agree with Steve on his case now I won't say dour and gloomy but it's I'm it's sure it's, it's more of a more of a downbeat sort of assessment of where we are in comparison to our rivals which I think is the point Steve was making and it's a valuable well when you look at Chelsea and City like you would think whichever one of them doesn't win the league would be very disappointed with the, the strength of their squads and yeah. what they've spent but like when you look at us as well you have to take into account like Rodgers could overachieve again because last season was ridiculous. Like you, Mar- Mourinho was sitting there calling Wenger a specialist in failure, and then he finished behind a, like a, a rookie manager who was whose first sub was Victor Moses by the end <laughs> yeah, of the season. Yeah, like yeah. so, like yeah. th- like you, Rogers could pull it out of the bag again because he is he's a brilliant. He's shown that he's a brilliant manager, but like it does. I've said that I don't think Suarez's loss affects the first team that much. I don't think because it, 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 because we can restructure it. I think the the diamond and especially the three five two that we played last season, it was all sort of a compromise just to get Suarez and Sturridge into the team together. Yeah. I think there is a you can with the likes of Sterling, Coutinho, if Mart- Markovic takes off, Lalana, those they can support Sturridge properly. Just there at the moment, like you would just be petrified of Sturridge. Um, you know, getting injured because we haven't replaced Suarez yet mm. at all, really up front, up, like in terms of forwards. So that's something we really need to do. But um, I, I'd say I'm kind of with Phil, where it's hard to it's hard to call what we're going to do this season because it, like if if Rogers does overachieve again, we could kind of challenge for the title. At the moment, I think we should finish top four. Mm. I think we should finish ahead of United, Spurs, and I don't think Everton are that much of an issue anymore. Arsenal again are sort of we could finish above them. They're in the same boat. Like they've had, uh, like they they sign brilliant players a lot of the time. But Wenger always seems to have this kind of collapse at some point in the season. Whether they have a crap start, a collapse in the middle, or a collapse at the end. Mm. So like we could finish ahead of them as well. So I think third or fourth. You're very quick to write off United. You know, uh, heaven sent them Louis Van Gaal. You know that. <laughs> You do know that. Like the oh, Smiths wrote a song about it, apparently. Me. Have in you all, seen this? In all seriousness, yeah. I think that they're going to be a massive player this season. In the top four in scenario, top four or, scenario or a title challenge? Oh, I think anything could happen. Like you, We can discount what they want. Apart from Robin and Van Persie, you look at how limited that Holland squad is. Mm. And they went to a World Cup final. You're you going to give me a whole lot of Louis van Gaal. Not, no, no, no. Love, I'm just saying. No. That, well, not a whole lot of Louis van Gaal love, but we have to respect that he's a good manager and mm. he's taken over a club with huge resources. They could pull fucking two signings out of their They could pull Di Maria and and Benatia out of the bag, and all of a sudden we're going, oh fuck! Actually, no, the, they the, I, I can't see him doing that. Well, they, but I, they I, have I, the I, money too. I my do point. agree with your general point because I think this is the, a team the, that had Ron Vlaar as their their key centre half and got to a World Cup final. Yeah. But I, I think the one thing that, that whatever happens with United, whether they're in contention with top four or not, right, they won't be any worse than they were against the top four sides that finished up in the league last year which means that if they start taking points off off those teams then ultimately the, the complexion of the league changes again I think it'll be um, it's either going to go one or two ways City and Chelsea are either going to tear it off into the distance right because of the size of the squads they have and the quality of the players that they have throughout the squad leaving the other two spots up for grabs between um, ourselves Arsenal Spores, I think Spores are going to have a much better season than they had last year, um, and I think you know it will because they're because they're opening eight fixtures uh, on paper are relatively easy from in, in the same way that we had a relatively easy opening last year. Um, I think they will get up ahead of steam and they will be in the mix. Now, whether they should be rightfully or not, I think they will be in the mix because they'll get some confidence behind them. They'll get they'll get a belief back into themselves again, and they will provide a, a stronger opposition to 
the rest of the Premiership than they did last year. Like, Jesus, you know, teams were going to Old Trafford looking forward to Newcastle won there for the first time in 152 years. You didn't even see the last time Newcastle won in Old Trafford, which is which is something else, right? And they, they won last season. <coughs> West Brom won there. You know what I mean? Like, they, I, I don't see them, I don't see them t- giving up so many points as they did last year. And if they don't give up as many points as they did last year, they'll definitely be in with a shout or in the mix for top four come the end of the season. And that's why I think it's imperative that we stay in touch with Chelsea and City for uh, right the way through the season. No, 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 no two ways about it. Um, and that's going to be a huge ask. Your, your shout last year all the way through the pods was, look, if we keep on Arsenal's shoulder and finish ahead of them, then we'll be all right. Um, who's the kind of benchmark this season? Is it them again? I, 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 for me, Arsenal are like, they just know how to finish top four. And if you can finish ahead of Arsenal, you're going to be in with a shout of... Three, two, one. And I said to you, the first thing you do is you, you ensure that you're going to finish ahead of Arsenal. Once you once you've nailed that, then you're looking at who's in second and 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 first. And because we were able to do something like that, we had ourselves top of the league for such a long run towards the running towards the back end of the season. We we approached the same way. We approached it with the same mentality, and we approached it in in, in the idea of gaining two points per game, the two points per game ratio. That yeah. if you if you do that over and over again throughout the whole mm. season and keep your average up at two points a game, you're more likely to finish toward yeah second. Than you will if you if you're in a one point eight one point nine. That's just random figures, by the way. So, so but the two point thing is 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 true. <laughs> Saying numbers, uh, Dave. What's minimum acceptable season for us now? There's been an awful lot of pressure heaped on here on uh, on the manager uh, uh, lately in some stuff I've read. What, what, what's minimal acceptable season? Well, I think it's difficult to say that. I think it's you know I think most people's minimal. Minimum acceptable season is pretty fluid. I mean, first of all, we've got three weeks of the transfer window still to go. Um, you know, I think what's you know acceptable now becomes different if you know things happen or different. You know, last year we were all saying oh, a challenge for fourth, and then you know six weeks out from the end of the season, most people's minimal acceptable was winning the league. So you know, mm-hmm. mi- people's minimum expectations. Well, what, what, are, are, are you now hoping that we're going to have a title uh, tilt from the top and go of course, out? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean. I disagree with, you know, quite a bit of what's been said. So let me summarise my view. First of all, I don't think anything has happened to the teams outside of the top four that make them top four teams. I don't think Spurs, Everton or United, taking Van Hal aside for a minute, I don't think any of them have done anything spectacular to their squads that make me go, Everton have stood still. Okay, they've signed Lukaku permanently and they've, you know, they've done a couple of bits and pieces. Spurs, they might do better with Pochettino, but it's still the same squad. And it comes down to, right, how much does a manager elevate or drag down a squad? Mm. And, and most research would suggest that you finish where, where you, fi- you know, that you finish within a couple of points of where your squad's ability is to finish. So the question we've got to say, is Van Hal worth a 20% improvement, let's say? on where they were last season. Let's say he is. Let's say he's worth 20% extra because they haven't done anything to that squad. They've lost three of their four starting defenders for for last year, right? Let's say he's worth 20%. That gives them 76 points, right? That wasn't good enough to finish fourth last season. Mm. So I'm not not on board the Van Gaal train. I think, look, he could have a spectacular... Of the three, they're the one I'm most worried about because he doesn't have Europe and he is a big game manager. And I get the point that if he was to go out and buy two <clears throat> absolutely phenomenal players, then it would change the complexion. But as it stands right now, he doesn't worry yet. Can I give you a counter-argument on that, Dave? If well, a manager is, say, 20%, let's, yeah. let's give a manager 20%. Moyes was by far 20% worse in terms of the points that they yeah. accumulated last season compared to Ferguson. Yeah. So my point is, 
you take the team that Ferguson had, albeit you know a season older. Yeah. Right, had Ferguson started last season rather than retiring at the end of the last one. You take out Rio Ferdinand, who we all know was past it. Yeah. I, I don't believe Rio Ferdinand was any better than Smalling, Jones, or Evans. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, where he was at the time or where he is now, and you bring you you add Van Hal to the to the mix. I think with the squad that they finished with with Ferguson, adding Herrera and losing the ones that they've lost, and bringing Van Hal in instead of Moyes, they are a top four side. I know that sounds like a I very mean, I, mathematical I, equation on what football is, I and mean, you can't really, um, you know, equate it that way. But so let, let's go see. Let, let's let's say uh, not to focus too much on United. But let's, let's go turn this to a Man United. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. See, let's go a season earlier, right? Yeah. Or that squad that Ferguson wins the league with, right? Yeah. That's not that's not the best squad in the league, exactly, right? Yeah. That's no. not even that's not the third best squad in the league. No, agree. Right, so. If we're doing pluses and deltas, right? Yeah. He's given them what percent? 20, 30, 40 percent, right? So Moyes drags that down. I, I Beyond the that. level of most below, other managers. So he goes below par, let's yes, say. Yes, absolutely. Right? He let's goes say below he's par. Three over. So for Van Hal, right? So for Van Hal to get them above <laughs> the us. Open. For Van Hal to get them above us, he's got to reverse Moyes' decline and yeah. add. Well, this this is like the worst the spoofy is, mathematics. Anyway, I want to move on. I want to move on. 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 
I I don't see us finishing lower than third. And if we're going to finish in the top three, we've got a hell of a chance of winning it. So I think we'll win it. Wow. Uh, that was trickier than my algorithm, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, well, I think that the only side that genuinely frightened me is City. Right, they're the only squad that genuinely frightened me. I am one of those that think Costa will be a will be a flop. I think Fabregas was a luxury they didn't need. It wasn't in a position they needed strengthening. So I think that we'll finish. I think we can finish ahead of Chelsea, and then it's about what City do. Make no bones about it. If City get the season right, they they could get a hundred points. They could absolutely walk it if they if they got all their shit together. On a basis of yesterday, they haven't quite got their shit together, so that gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah. So, fuck it. If we're going to go for second, we may as well go for first. Fucking brilliant. I thought it was going to be the only numpty saying that we're going to win it, because I actually think we'll play our football, yeah. and I think we're better than everybody else over yeah. the course of a season. Come so. on, Trev. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. He so. wasn't going to say that if you hadn't said it. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have gone, gone toward with me. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I, well, actually, well, I thought it was going to be the only numpty saying, so me and Dave are the numpties together. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, Phil, uh, your prediction for the season for Liverpool? 4 0 to Southampton. Relegation. Relegation. Bottom four. <laughs> if we can stay ahead of Villa, we have a chance of sticking. Yeah, yeah. Just stay on Villa's heels. Maybe the Johnson's paint trophy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we get into the, the, the second round of the League Cup after the round that we do. Uh, what what round are we even in because we're in the Champions League? Uh, uh, third. Third. Yeah, yeah. Is it not the fourth? I thought maybe the Champions League clubs actually, go in, yeah, go in yeah, the fourth round. All Champions League teams get. A, yeah, you uh, do get yeah, we we wouldn't know about that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long time yeah. since we've had I think, to I think they that. changed the rules since uh, 1846. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I think. Um, I think we win the fourth round, yeah. Yeah, yeah fourth round. Yeah. So fifth round of the League Cup for you is the prediction for the season. If we get to the fifth round of the League Cup, you're going to be happy. Going to the game. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going. I've emailed the club for tickets. You're going out, are you? You're going to riot. Can't. Head's gone. <laughs> Your head's gone. Fifth round of the League Cup. And if we can get past the fifth round of the League Cup, fucking hell. Molly, just to have a look at the season ahead then and get your thoughts on it. Um, how are you feeling about the season uh, as you look forward to it? Are you, are you feeling bullish about it? Uh, or Do you have concerns? Uh, what's, you know, there's still some business to be done. The window, is that going to colour it for you? What's your overall feeling as the season uh, begins? I'm actually yeah, quite optimistic about this season, Trev. Uh, I won't lie, I was look, worried like everyone else was when we lost Warriors, but I, I think we've replaced him very well with Markovic and Lennon, Lambert and Jan and Moreno, all these players coming in. I think we've done some great business in this window. And as you said, the window hasn't closed yet. But even if we sign nobody for the rest of the window, I still think that we're looking at at least a top four spot this season. So I'm pretty optimistic going into it. And is that the minimum acceptable outcome for you, top four? Well, look, at the end of the day, Liverpool is all about winning trophies. Like second, third, fourth place. Yes, yeah, fantastic. But we all want to win the league. But if you were to offer me fourth place right now, I would take it because that means we're going in again next season to the Champions League two years in a row. And what that means in the players that we might have looked at this summer but couldn't get, well, didn't look at us and go, well, hang on, they've now got Champions League for two years in a row running. It wasn't a fluke last year. So we're more likely going to sign those players going forward, yeah. which will then mean we can challenge for, for the, the, the leagues and Champions Leagues going forward. And if you were, I presume he's learned his lesson a long time ago, but if Brendan was to have three envelopes this year, who do you think, what names do you think might be in them? Uh, Lucas would be in uh, two of them and Johnson would be in another one. <laughs> 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 
if you trade him and Saul Johnson being the trade him as well all stuff if you save him Maudie just who do you reckon will be our player of the season uh, I know, I know. Oh, Joe, Joe's going to be Phil, and uh, I, I can't wait for him to to come off the season. Sterling, mm. I was, I was so when Suarez left, and I remember I was chatting to you about it. I said, "Where where's the magic going to come from?" Mm. Suarez was one of those players, edge your seat, defenders shit their pants when when he gets the ball. But from what I've seen of Sterling over the World Cup and over the preseason, it's going to be him. He's going to be that guy that's going to get you on the edge of your seat. He's going to be that guy that when he gets the ball, defenders are going to shit their pants. So I think Sterling's going to be the absolute star of the season. Like, you know, when people talk about players having a ceiling, I don't think Sterling has a ceiling. He's nothing but the sky up ahead of him. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, a couple more questions, Emily. How, how strong do you think the rivals that we're, we have uh, uh, to deal with are? Um, maybe the ones that finished below us last year. Who can we expect to, to be challenging? Um, and how much stronger is the rest of the league in terms of, in relative terms, compared to ourselves? Well, I was slightly worried when, say, United got in. Van Gaal, and you can say a lot of things about him, but the guy is a winner. I mean, you yeah. can't say that about Moyes, but you can't say about Van Gaal. So I was worried when United got in Van Gaal. You know, his Spurs made a point to punch team. I think I think that was a clever one. Everything looked at they're still a good side. So you know, these teams have straightened in certain areas, but I still don't think they're good enough to get near us. Mm. I really don't. I think this season going in is going to be the same four in the top four as it was last season. It might be in different positions. One to four, but I think it's going to be the same four. Well, we had uh, I think we chatting to the rest lads and asked them what they think that order might be. So I might as well get that from you as well. As I tweeted there the other day, uh, I think the order in the top four this season will be uh, top Liverpool, yeah. second don't, three care, four give a fuck. Yeah, not dissimilar to my own uh, little yeah. prediction there. Fair folks, yeah. Uh, and the last question for you is, who do you think this Southampton is going to, this year's season Southampton is going to be? Uh, in other words, who will we be buying all the players from next June? I think this year's uh, Southampton will actually be Southampton. <laughs> We're going to go back. Because, you know, I, I, if Spurs don't get uh, Schneiderlin, I, I think he'd, he'd certainly be someone we look at next yeah. summer. Yeah, uh, James Ward-Prowse coming through. Yeah, yeah, he'd definitely be someone to be on our radar. So, yeah. And even uh, Victor Wanyama, and he would be perfect for us, Wanyama. You know, he can play centre-back. He's that uh, absolute dominant force in midfield. So, unfortunately, Southampton fans are listening. Next year, Southampton will be Southampton. Lovely, lovely. Tank Molly, that's great. Cheers. All right, mate. Cheers. Right, uh, Damo, with the season started, uh, how are you feeling in terms of looking forward? Are you fairly bullish, fairly confident? Uh, do you have any concerns based on what we have or haven't done in the transfer window? General feeling as we approach the season and the season gets kicked off, how are you feeling about it? <clears throat> I'd say two weeks ago I would have been probably a little bit worried about the, the start of the season, but I think after the Dortmund game, I... I started to think, yeah, we have a real chance again to, to do well. I, I liked how we were approaching the game. We were the, There was a nice tempo to our play. Uh, and that's kind of pretty much how we finished off last season. And to go into this season playing the same way, kind of, yeah, we, we've got a chance. Frustrating then Sunday to see the, the lineup on Sunday, um, which should never fucking ever happen again. But I think if we address them issues that happened on Sunday, and we go back to how we finished against Dortmund and how we finished the end of last season. I think I'm quite confident for, for the season coming up. Uh, 
kind of we've strengthened in all the areas that we need is strengthening. Uh, we, we, we've got a, a decent midfielder in there. We're getting a good centre-half in. Our, our full-backs have been dealt with. The worrying thing for me is that we haven't got that second man to cover for storage. Um, the, the last time something like this happened was, I think it was uh, 09 or 10 when we had Torres and he never got him any backup when they had fucking Engog or Eggnog or whatever his name was as his backup. And God, fucking Sod's Law was... Torres done his hamstring three or four games into the season. We're stuck with fucking Engo for for four or five months, yeah. and that would be a worry if if we don't get someone in and something happens to storage, we're, we're left with fucking Lambert, and that th- that would be my main worry well, between now and, and the window closing. If we don't address that, I think we. We, we could have some problems. Well, if we do um, do it at least adequately, how what what for you is the minimal kind of um, finishing position for us? What's the the least achievement that we can get over the course of the season that you'd be actually semi content with? I, I don't see why we shouldn't. Uh, like I'm looking at Chelsea last night and the squad they've assembled, like it, it does look formidable. Uh, City as well, again a, a massive side, but and squad in terms of quality but what we have there ourselves we have plenty of depth and we have plenty of quality in the side mm. uh, just the big worry is we've only got one real out and out striker at the minute who can score goals anything happens to him um, we're, we're basically up shit creek with no paddle um, <clears throat> but I do think where we can finish I think we can mount a, a challenge again I do whether we'll, we'll die off or fall off because of Champions League football it could be the case. Uh, but I do see us doing quite well in either the Champions League or the league. Yeah. Uh, now, I prefer to be the league. I, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be talking top four again. And I don't see any. If, 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 we, if we take it that that's going to be the case, it's going to require a lot of good performances from a lot of different people. Where do you think are the worries in the squad? Uh, if, if Brendan has his envelopes out, who do you think is in them? <clears throat> I think I think the main weakness in our squad, and I, I do feel we're still lacking in midfield. Um, and Sunday was a kind of just showed it that we are lacking slightly in there. Whether Can was carrying a knock or, or not, he should have started, in my opinion. But we're still lacking that one ruthless defensive midfielder, that that one nasty fucker who's going to hunt down players and chase ball down. Like, Gerard does the job of, of kind of controlling play, but he's not naturally going to break play down for you. I don't think Khan is going to do it either, being honest. He, he seems kind of more the controlling type and reads the game tactically well. But there's, there's nobody in the kind of Marcherano mold or the, 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 who else would you put in that, kind of Fernando of, of City, that kind of mold that would actually hunt the ball down. I, I think we're a little bit light in midfield. Uh, like we've got Alan, he, he'll press the ball high and he'll walk there. But we're still lacking that one player with a bit of kind of tactical awareness about him to yeah. cover them gaps and them holes when we're in transition. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of, do you see there on Sunday we had Lucas who was a fucking abomination in the game and causing Gerard all sorts of problems with him being in there. And then we've like we've, we've Can and Alan that can come into that setup, but I don't think neither are going to be really comfortable playing that defensive holding role as such. So we think we're a light, a proper defensive kind of mobile 
aggressive midfielder. Fair enough. Can maybe the field might might disagree with me and can maybe able to do that job. But I don't think I've seen it in him just yet, though. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, looking around you, then you've mentioned a few of the other teams there in the squads and talking about how Chelsea look formidable and they certainly did. Um, who do you see as being um, the main rivals um, in that top four? If you if you're seeing us finishing top four, who do you see being the people in those positions? <coughs> and I, I think. I think what we should be looking at, kind of our mini league, should be between ourselves, Arsenal, Spurs, and United. Um, and between the four of us, we've got to make sure that we're kind of one of the two that get that fourth slot. I, although United were beaten the weekend, I think Van Hal will make them difficult to beat, and he will kind of he will pick up a lot of points. Uh, Spurs are an unknown; they, they, they can be very, very good in their day. Uh, like. If he improves them even five percent on what they were last season, that they could cause us trouble looking for that top four slot. I think City and Chelsea might just be just too strong for everyone else this season, and I think they're the four teams we've got to worry about most. Uh, with Arsenal being our main threat, and then Spurs, I would probably rate ahead of United at the moment. But if you know you get a run of games without without any European football or headaches like that. They could just take each game as it comes, one a week like we did last season, and if you start picking up points and getting ahead of steam, they could become a danger to that fourth spot as well, especially if, if we're still in Europe come the new year yeah. and our is off the ball a little bit. Yeah. They're, they're the four that I think are our main interest this season. I think just Chelsea and CB far too superior to, to, to anything of the four of us have. And do you reckon that we have enough about us to edge into one of those spots? Is that where you see us finishing in the end is in top <coughs> four, definitely? I'd be disappointed if we didn't. Uh, this time last year, sitting down, I would have fucking taken the arm off you for for fourth place. And yeah. kind of still felt at this time last season, we weren't good enough to be there or get there even this year. And just to kind of compete for it would have been enough for me. But I'm looking at what's around us. There's no reason why we shouldn't be there. Yeah. There's definitely not. I, don't, I still think we're better than sports. Uh, watching Arsenal tonight, they were fucking decrepit. Um, so they're going to take a while to... To, to pick things up there's a lot of new players in there as well where we seem to kind of have a good base I know we've a lot of new players but we've got a good basis of, of what we're what we're doing and where we're about I, I think we might be kind of two three years further down the line than them other teams like Spurs although they're a very good side like Pochettino's only there a wet day Van Hal's only in the, the door a wet day it's going to take them time to to kind of catch up two or three years to where we are and even Arsenal are at the moment so we have a bit of a head start in that terms right. but again it's about us hitting the ground running I, 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 we spoke about this a few weeks ago I think we need to pick up a good few points early doors just to make sure we don't get dragged into a, into the pack there and it kind of I'm, I'm probably being a little bit uh, actually I forgot to mention them and I'll probably get a stick over not mention them but I think if Everton can get their wits about them that they can cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams as well and could get into that mix again and if you if you look around the league <coughs> Floody is there is there anybody you see who could be a potential uh, Southampton for next season who, who's, is, who might surprise and who might come along uh, with, with, a, with a new little bundle of players and we could be picking them off next summer Jesus there's, there's absolutely no one that I've seen has kind of stood out or, or anything like that. Mm. But watching, I know you've just said who can be the next Southampton, but I really feel Southampton will be the next Southampton. I was very impressed. <laughs> just, was very, just, that was the exact same thing Moley said. That's, that's class. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's unbelievable. Class. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was eavesdropping on Moley's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, but I tell you something, I was very, very impressed with them. And the one thing about Kilman. 
he fucking knows his shit. You know what I mean? He's been around the block. He's, he's been at all the top clubs. He's he, he, playing for Holland when when European champions or whatever with, with teams. He's just he knows his stuff. And if oh, you be honest, I never really rated. Potocino or whatever his fucking name is this conference was not really rated him he'd been sacked in his previous job and he kind of went in there I think Atkins has been doing okay to get them where they were and he kind of brought them to kind of another level slightly Yeah, I think fucking Kimmel can bring them to another level as well so I'd probably agree with Mowley said like Southampton will be the next Southampton perfect thanks a lot Floody alright Right, Steve, just looking forward at the season to come. Um, how are you feeling? Are you confident? Are you, are, you, are you a little bit concerned with regards to the business that we've done and what remains to do? How are you feeling in general about how we're going to approach this season and uh, Liverpool in the next season to come? How do you feel about it? What's the minimum acceptable outcome for you for the season to come? Minimum's fourth place. Has to be. Minimum is fourth place. The Bulls... I have now at the minute going into this season because of the fact that we're guaranteed Champions League football. There has to be Champions League football next season to be able to attract the ability of players that are, sorry, the level of players that we can attract that we want to attract to the club. Yeah. And fourth place is minimum of, it has to be the minimum target. It would be brilliant if we could improve on last season and go one step closer and actually win the title. I just don't see that happening this season, to be honest. I'm, it's just looking at Chelsea and City who have strengthened in the the areas that they were specifically weak in. And they've both sides, especially Chelsea, watching Chelsea last night, when they even when they went one down, they just stepped it up a level and closed the game out. Something that we couldn't do on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you are thinking that maybe, you know, it might be a bit of a long shot for us to actually have a tilt at the title, where do you see us coming up short and where, what areas in particular in the team, uh, in the squad, are you looking at as being weaknesses? Um, as, as I already said, it's up front is the weakness at the moment. Um, like we've lost the third best player in the world, and we haven't really replaced him yet. We haven't had. You're not going to get a like for like replacement for Luis Suarez. It's just, it's not going to happen. But we haven't bought in someone who's going to add, like maybe. Maybe Sterling steps up and adds another 10 goals to his tally or Markovic steps up and hits the ground running and scores goals or Lallana or whoever it may be. But we still need someone that's going to be able to contribute to the first 11 as well as the squad. Someone who is going to be up on a level with Sturridge that's going to be able to keep up with Sturridge like Suarez did last season. Mm. Where We need someone who has that bit of magic who can probably just turn a game for you on their own. Um. I think at the moment that's like Sunday was decent enough defensively bar the obvious candidate at the back who hopefully will be replaced now with Moreno being uh, hopefully Moreno being I don't think Moreno will start on Sunday or sorry on Monday but the ideal plan is Manquillo and Moreno as your two fullbacks yeah yeah well taking into account then that uh you think we have a good shout at being top four. Who do you see as being our, our, our main rivals for those positions? I mean, we can all, I assume, take City and Chelsea as two that you'll you'll, you'll have in there. Who are the other teams that you see being uh, involved in that sh- uh, shake-up? Um, I think it's going to be ourselves, Arsenal, obviously, and Spurs. Um, looking at other sides around, like Everton spent £28 million to stay at the same level they were at last season. Mm-hmm. On one player, um, United look at shambles, and I don't think as much as I 
really highly rate Louis Van Gaal. I just don't see him being able to work that much magic on them, especially after watching them on Saturday and seeing the level. They need at least four players that are world class or supposed world class players. I just can't see that happening. I can't see them getting them players in. So United would be lucky to get seventh or eighth again this season. Um, yeah, so it's ourselves, Arsenal, Spurs, because I think Pochettino or Pochettino could do an excellent job as Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Well, if if they're going to be the, the the contenders for the for the big spots, is there anybody you see doing a Southampton and, and mounting a, maybe a surprise challenge? Any side that's looking um, well positioned to do that for you? Not really, no. I can't see there being another surprise package. Like it's the league is nearly splitting off into seven teams now rather than eight this season or eight that were there last season. Like, yeah, I just I, it's very hard. Like with especially with all the money that's come in this season to new money that's come in with the TV deals and so on. Like the bigger clubs have just gotten bigger, and it's very hard to see any club making a step up. Like obviously there might be one surprise team, but. Like Southampton last season, I think they'll fade away. Right, there well, won't be anyone up challenging bar the usual suspects. Well, go put put your neck on the block there and give me your top four that you predict for the season then. Um, Chelsea, City, Liverpool, Arsenal. Lovely. The $10 tastemaker from Pizza Hut. Stuck in traffic? Just think of all the delicious meat and veggie combinations. Whoops, got a little distracted there. Large, up to three toppings, just 10 bucks. No one out pizzas the hut. Deal not available in some locations. Exclusions apply. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Sports Social Podcast Network.